The title tonight is You're Dead. Now what? What happens after we die? Hmm? What happens after we die? So the uh, the first portion of this is we're going to talk about the scientific end and the the more physiological end. So the the measurable side of this, right? Lauren, it's good to see you. What's going on? Ghost, you're here. Thank God. Good deal. Mikkel, lovely as always. <laughs> the cult. Welcome to the cult. We had to have a conversation last night about how the cult thing is a joke. Okay. It's it's a joke. Just so everybody's very clear on this. I am not a cult leader. I I may may send you powder Kool-Aid in the mail. It still doesn't make this a cult. Okay. Friends are allowed to send other friends powdered Kool-Aid in the mail without it being a cult. You're some of you are being very dramatic about the packages that I've been sending out. Quit being dramatic. It's okay. TikTok, get off TikTok. I'm so tired of saying that. Get off TikTok. Chinese spy app, not good. Very uncool. Thumbs down for TikTok. Thumbs down. Graves is here. Graves, it's good to see you. Always driving home. You're like me, you're always in the car. Or maybe it's just literally this hour that you're driving home. Perhaps that's it. I don't know. But anyways, you're dead. Now what? Now what? What happens to your physical body when you die? So here, here is the, the measurable end of this. The part that we can prove at least using the parameters of the physical world that we happen to live in. And yes, Graves, I absolutely want you to tell your story tonight. Tonight is the night for the story that we've all been dying to hear. 100%. So what happens to your physical body when you die? Death marks the moment in life when your physical body stops working to survive. Your body has to work to survive. You breathe your last breath. Your heart stops beating. Your brain stops, which isn't immediate. And we'll get into that. Other vital organs, including your kidneys and your liver, both stop functioning. All your body systems powered by those organs shut down as well. So that there are no longer, they, so that they are no longer capable of carrying on the ongoing processes that they perform. They all cease to function. Death, death itself, the function of death, is a process. Yeah, don't we have a thread for cult quotes? Isn't it like in the in the voice channel or something? I know we have it. I know we have it. But death in and of itself is a process. You don't just like snap and you're dead. It's, it's a process. It's a bodily process that begins one place, usually, but it can, it can kind of begin different places depending on how you die. And then it, it, it's a process that takes place until all of your, your faculties are shut down. So thinking of death in this way as a series of events, it makes it kind of, yeah, I mean, in a way, easier to understand. And it's easier to understand the changes your body goes through to transition from life to death, from your last breath to your last neuron firing to the last push of your liver. All of these things are functions and all of them begin to shut down in a sequential fashion, depending on the cause of death. And there is nuance to that even, but in a general sense, that is true. Your existence depends on processes your body sets into motion. Dying is the final essential process your body carries out before you cease to exist, at least in this very blunt 
sense. How long does it take you to die? Again, we're, we're in the scientific end. We're in the physical end. We are not in the metaphysical or spiritual end yet. Everyone's timeline for this is different. How long it takes for your body to die, to die depends on your health, treatments you're receiving, and the cause of death. There are other things too, but those are the primary ones. For instance, untreated sudden cardiac arrest can result in death within minutes. Within chronic or long-term conditions, your body may take weeks or even months to die, and it can very slowly shut down over time. Common causes of death worldwide, and good God, in America, it is it is number one, is, is heart disease. Why? Because Americans are stupid. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Americans are stupid. Chronic lung disease is another one, and cancer, which are to some degree, depending on the severity and the kind, are treatable. But regardless, you in most cases, it's still the beginning of the process of death. It can just be a variable process of how long and what that looks like. But the treatments not only delay the death, but they also prolong the dying process. The slowing down makes it easier to recognize common signs that death is approaching. I think... I kind of just want to cut it off right there. There's obviously a hell of a lot more to it. Uh, but I just don't think I really care. Unless you guys really care. I mean, I don't really want to talk about uh, the bowels or the bladder. I think most of us know what happens when you die. Muscles stop working. Therefore, contraction stops. Therefore, things that normally contraction keeps at bay or keeps contained, perhaps. They become uncontained. They, they, they become an eruption of, of you know, we're not going to go there. But there, there's a breakdown of your, your muscle and your skin. There's a withdrawal and a detachment process. And then you begin to have, or if you haven't already, you begin to have irregular and declining vital signs. So the moral of the story is there, there's that side of death. We, we all function uh, within our physical bodies under those parameters that death is a process even a gunshot to the head you don't die immediately your entire body doesn't just just shut down in unison it's a process it's a process that begins in one place and then everything else is it's like a domino effect if one of your vital that one of the vital parts of your physical being is ruptured to the point of of being irreconcilable then all of the rest of the essential functions of the human body, they cascade and die with it. I mean, everybody knows that, but how often do you actually think about that? If this one part of my body ceases to function, the rest of these parts of my body, which are absolutely essential in order for me to continue existing in this physical body, they start to go with it. And there's there's very rarely anything you can actually do about it. Obviously, sometimes there are, there are cases where, you know, call it a miracle, call it, you know, medical advances, whatever you want to call it, stuff happens and you come back from it, but it's, it's rare in a general sense. That's how, that's how we die moving on past that. And again, reminder, I'm not talking all night. This is, this is another warning. We've had a couple of good conversations recently on Thursday nights. It has re-ingrained in me that me talking for an hour is something I have zero interest in. So if after I give this, this introduction, if it doesn't become a conversation with people in the voice channel, I will just log off and I'll go talk to you guys in Discord the rest of the night. I have no interest in sitting here and talking for an hour. 
It's the last time I'm going to say it. So hopefully somebody joins the voice channel. We are going to give Graves the opportunity to tell his story. So if nobody else comes in the voice channel, I get sick of talking. I'll bring Graves in. He can tell his story and then we'll shut off for the night. The afterlife, which is what we're all actually here to talk about. The afterlife or life after death is a purported existence in which the essential, this comes from Wikipedia, is the purported existence in which the essential parts, the essential part of an individual's stream of consciousness or identity continues to exist after the death of their physical body. This is what all major religions, I need a Snickers, I am real hungry too. I literally walked in the door like five minutes before this started. I go, 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 go. Snickers would be lovely. This is what every major religion believes. Every major religion, it doesn't matter what it is. They believe in some form of an afterlife, whether that be a positive or a negative. Most major religions believe in some form of hell, which is a negative. And then you get into the nuances of some people believe we are currently in hell and that once we die, we enter into something else. But in general, cookie cutter religions believe that once your physical body dies, depending on who you were, how you were during this physical life on our plane of reality, you either go somewhere very negative or you go somewhere very positive. And then you 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 live out all of existence in, dude, I need a 50 hour day to be able to try to get things done. Uh, you live out the rest of your entire existence, which is not a physical existence. It's not a this world reality existence. It's something totally separate that, in my opinion, we couldn't even possibly conceive. But you live out all of eternity in either a very negative place or a very positive place. Every major religion believes that. The surviving essential aspect varies between belief system and maybe some partial element or the entire soul or spirit, depending which carries with it one's personal identity. Now, I'm going to push back on that. Again, some of this is coming from Wikipedia. That's not what every major religion believes, that you carry your personal identity. Some of them do. A lot of them have no strict doctrinal belief on what that looks like. Others do believe you carry your personal identity. That can be a conversation in and of itself, right? You, If you have your personal identity in this reality, in this plane of existence, on this earth where we are, if you, if you lose your brain function, do you carry it with you? Because if you have that personality, that personal identity in this reality, in this life, that means it's tied to something that is a part of this reality. Or it means that is the spirit, therefore making it eternal. So it depends on it depends on your view of that. But if, if you believe your personal identity is a physical thing having to do with the way that your brain functions, neurons, all that jazz, then that's physical. So when you die, then it would it would it would push to believe that when you die, you lose your personal identity and perhaps you come something else. Or you just cease to exist. Those are kind of the two options the way I see it. Otherwise, your personal identity in some fashion or some capacity is your spiritual identity, which then then it would make sense that that would carry on into eternity past this reality. But not everybody believes that belief in an afterlife is in contrast to the belief in oblivion after death, which is a totally different thing. And if you guys want to talk about it, we can. Otherwise, I'm just going to move right past it. 
In some views, this continued existence takes place in a spiritual realm, while in others, the individual may be reborn in this world and begin the life cycle over again, likely with no memory of what they have done in the past. Now, that's something to stop on real quick. What is that talking about? You either believe that you continue your existence, your I'm going to call it your spiritual identity, not your personal identity, your spiritual identity either continues to exist in some form fashion in a spiritual realm. Now, you can picture that as like planes of reality or something totally separate. But if if our if our physical world is is on a plane, then perhaps there are other planes above and below, you know, in 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 theory, above and below. So depending on where you're going and depending on what you believe, whether it's based on behavior or based on belief, uh, like belief in Christ, there are Christians who believe all you need to do is believe Jesus is God and you're going to the, the positive uh, eternal place, then you would shift to a different plane of reality and you, your, your spiritual identity would continue to exist in that other plane. The other view here is that the individual may believe that they become reborn into this same reality. So instead of leaving our plane and going to an upper or lower plane, you, you, you die and get recycled into the same plane, but you come back in, in theory, in a different physical form. Now with that, those people, a lot of those people believe that you come back with no memory of your past physical form, which is why a lot of people who believe in reincarnation believe they believe in it because they, they have some inherent feeling that they've lived in existence here before. So there, there will be people, and I'm not going to name names, but there will be people who live in this reality now in their body right now, but say they feel some weird tie to Egypt and to Egyptology and, and like that demographic, that race, that everything, that culture. And so that leads them to believe that perhaps they were somebody who lived in Egypt, you know, during some time period and they were reborn into, into this period here. There are other reincarnation beliefs and I ghost, I see that you're in here now. So don't, don't you believe in reincarnation to some degree or am I remembering wrong? Uh, one second, I'm feeding my cat BRB. Okay. You're good. You're good. So, so there, there are a lot of different views of, but if it works, it works. We'll see. All right. It's, uh, it's back up and I've got no error right now. So we will see. Here's part two. What a pain in the ass. All right, it looks good now. Let's see how long it lasts. Your stream is excellent. Oh, as it's dropping frames. Yeah, we're going to get booted again. Maybe change the title of it and then see what it does. Well, uh, I just, I mean, I can't, yeah. Maybe change the I don't think the title is a problem. Oops, sorry, shit. Maybe you're no longer breathing. Now what? Yeah, I don't, I don't think the title would do anything. Um, and I'm not running a VPN and everything is exactly as it should be. I mean, we just, we just need to start saying, you know, if the stream goes down, if the stream goes down, just default to discord. 
and we'll just keep going like nothing happened. I mean, uh, we only do YouTube because it brings in new people periodically. I have absolutely no other reason to be on YouTube. So uh, if it goes down, you know it is what it is. And we'll just come here. So Goddess Lily, you're going to want to go to Discord because this is going to get shut off again. Or more than likely, it's going to get shut off again. But we'll leave it up as long as we can. All right. Well, since since I have all of you here, let's uh, let's just like plan for it because this seems to be coming a more of a significant problem. Uh, try to help remind me or do it yourselves like in the chat and just let people know periodically every five, 10 minutes. I'll automate it, too. I'll do something through Streamlabs so it does it automated. But if you guys remember, just kind of remind people that if the stream dies to uh, just go to Discord and we'll just have we'll have it running, you know, parallel in the voice channel there. So we don't lose time. Graves is here, though, right? Or did he bounce out? He's gone. I think he said he was trying to get his way to his computer or something. Oh, yeah. He's switching devices. Okay. All right. Well, YouTube's good for now, so we might as well just roll again. And then uh, we'll see what happens. See what happens. And Goddess Lily's going to move to Discord. All right. Well, where 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 were we? Who is it? You were talking, right, Ghost? Or am I tripping? I don't remember. Yeah, we were talking about reincarnation and how I think it's uh, incomplete or stupid. It's incomplete at best, stupid at worst, harmful at worst, actually. How, how so? Uh, because if people think they can just come back after, uh, well, I'd have to think about it a little bit more. Maybe it's not harmful, but I just don't like it because it's not logical. So it's harmful to my brain there. That's what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Re I have a hard time with reincarnation. Cat's got some ideas about reincarnation. I kind of struggle with it. I'm not. I'm not super against the concept. Uh, I just I have a hard time making it make sense with other things. I believe. I guess is the honest answer. I have a really hard time doing that. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Same. That's why I believe in this cyclical reincarnation, or or even if like for Christians who don't believe in a cycle. The reincarnation that happens at the end. Let's just call it that. Well, explain that more. What do you mean? The reincarnation that happens at the end. All right. So you die. You go to Sheol, the hard drive. You're stored until you're brought back and put into a new body. That's reincarnation. But you're not a different you. You're still you because the thing that's stored is your what makes you you. Your, your electrical signature in the brain. And do you um, think that's like, that's your, from what I was talking about earlier, is that your spiritual identity? Yes. Yeah. That's what makes you, you is your particular tree pattern inside the brain in my estimation anyways. And do you think that ties to behaviors and thoughts or is it deeper than that? Or is it that um, and more? It's, it's probably that and more. I think it might be tied more to things like habits, but really... Yeah, I'm still working on it myself, but it seems to be that it makes the most sense. And do you think that's that's the experience for everybody or do you think it's? Individual? Yeah, I think I think if you plant an apple tree, 
you know, in America and you plant an apple tree in Tokyo, it's still an apple tree. So the way humans work is our brain starts at a certain point and then it's like a blank slate. And then you, uh, well, maybe, maybe not with genetics and, and play and whatnot, but, uh, um, your, your life experiences shape it and make it grow a certain way, just like trees. And that shape determines your mood, your habits, your personality. Like a personality is, is really just a uh, decision-making algorithm or a belief algorithm. If then, if this happens, what are you going to think about it? Because um, some things we can't control, especially with our own behavior, it seems like anyways, like we want to be better and not sin, but then we do. And I think that a lot of this, um, a lot of the test we're in is just to record what do we think about these things? What do we think about our own sin? Not not even like other people. Like, what do we think about our own sin? Yeah. And what do we think? Of, and what do we think about other people's too? But um, <clears throat> I don't know. Do you, Do you think that shifts after death? So once once every human faculty ceases to function. And you move on to wherever you move on to. Do you think the function of the spiritual identity remains consistent or does it alter? I guess what I mean is like in, in this reality, in this plane, I, I believe and maybe you disagree. So maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but I, I believe your spiritual identity interacts with with your physical identity, because I mean, this is the reality we're in. So we, we have to function within kind of these parameters. And I think that affects us. I, I think yeah, that's I totally evident. So, so once you move on, uh, theoretically, you're you're in a different. Maybe it's not physical, but maybe it's a spiritual environment. Do you, do you believe that the spiritual identity adopts to whatever the new environment is and begins to function within those parameters? Yeah, because the new environment doesn't have a body. So the new environment, aka Sheol, would. To me, in my estimation, I think it is is similar to what it's like for us if we were to like go into like a sensory deprivation chamber and close our eyes and just think. Yeah, it's like thoughts, and we we can maybe be tele um, telepathic, or we can hear voices and communicate with other dead people through some mechanism. I don't know, um, but it would seem to be just some type of thought place where we don't really perceive time that much or we could just be completely asleep and not perceive anything um either way because you know you'll have debates about are we conscious when we die or do we sleep and then uh we wake up at the end either way um if if we do sleep and we wake up at the end we wouldn't really be able to perceive that time that that um that occurred yeah so yeah it's like we don't perceive when we sleep at night, really. I mean, you kind of understand that a vague amount of time has passed, but it's not like when you're waking, when you're awake. Uh, so your what was your question? Yeah, our spiritual essence does interact with our physical essence. I think our physical essence is only a brain. It's the, the neural pathways. Those are physical, but those pathways are shaped by electricity. Um, and events that happen in the world. Uh, does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, I mean, at least for the most part. Yeah, to me it does. Um, do, so to you is, is maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but even if that's the case, uh, is electricity synonymous with spirituality? In some yeah, essence. Electricity fits into the spirit category, but a lot of things do as well. Um, electricity just so ha- happens to be our... So like water shapes riverbeds and riverbeds look like neurons. So our spirituality is electric in nature, electromagnetic in nature, but like a riverbed spirituality is water and both electricity and water share vocabulary and share um, a degree of invisibility and those things are really important and visibility is pretty important when it comes to spirit what a spirit is ontologically um yeah the only spirits that aren't the only spirits that are visible would be like letters and symbols uh, and mm. i know that's probably that probably sounds really weird to people and stuff but no no that's um, that's kind of what you were very briefly putting in that in the chat right with cat mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah okay no i'm with you Interesting. Now, Mikkel said our daily death rehearsals every night. Quite a pleasurable experience. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think sleep has anything to do with death? Yeah, I think it's just foreshadowing. Yeah. Getting us familiar with it. Um, I think it's also a way to lower our brain's temperature, but I haven't looked too far into this, but I think we need to sleep to kind of, uh, it's the same reason we need to sleep our computer every now and then or, or turn it off. Um, cause you know, it starts to wear, uh, with the heat. I think heat has something to do with it. Yeah. But I don't know, man, that, that part of it, I'm, I'm totally like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've always thought the same thing. Okay, you, you overheat. I mean, consider like when, I guess think about it like this is I was talking to somebody about this the other day is when when I was younger, I mean, I could literally not. And I I don't mean it like, oh, I didn't sleep last night. And the person actually slept five hours. I mean, when I was younger, I could literally not sleep for two or three days and I was fine. Like I was a bit groggy, probably wasn't as quick as I would have been otherwise, but I was pretty fine. It was functional. I could do whatever I needed to do. Like I was good. As I got older, that progressively got worse. And, and now it's to the point, like, if I'm up past 10, the next day is shit. I can't think right. I like, decision-making is, is altered in a negative scope. It's I just can't do it. And so the, the older your brain seems to get, the more you need the sleep. Just like the, the, the more a computer runs, yeah, I think it has to do with heat. And age, and age. I mean, an older computer, there's wear and tear on the motherboard. There's wear and tear on the graphics card. Like things happen over time and they don't function as well as they did prior. That's why we replace them. But the body, the brain can't, at least at this point, can't be replaced. And the wear and tear is because of heat, right? I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, I think it is overheating. I've always thought of it in that way, like a computer, like like any component, really any any electrical component that overheats is either going to give or it's going to age quicker. Well, not age quicker, but it's going to deteriorate quicker. quicker, mm-hmm. uh, And have the same result either way. 
The only reason I, I think of heat is like associating it with like fever and hallucination and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good because point. Because once you start to hallucinate when you fevers and I'm just like, maybe there's something to that. I know hallucination is part of sleep deprivation. So seems to be a connection. How old were you and how long did it last? Ooh. When you were probably up until I mean I, it's hard to say but pro- probably like 15 six, probably 16 or 17 and then when I was 17 my life dramatically shifted so I, yeah it's a I'm a bad case study because I I just say at 17 I, it, I didn't have the opportunity anymore but it, through the age of like 16 going on 17 I could do it no problem but then even even um when I had a normal life again around 21, I could stay up one night and the next day was rough, but I was functional. And now there's no way I could stay up all night. I'd have to take the day off work. Like I, there's no way. So it was entropy sucks. What's yeah. that? I said entropy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what it is. I think so. I think so. I think it makes the most sense, if nothing else. It's probably more complicated than that, but maybe it's not. Maybe it really is just that simple. It's a, it's age and it's overheating. I mean, if you use the computer example, I think it makes perfect sense. And speaking of entropy and death, I mean, it says that death will be thrown into the fire, which just means like there will be no more death. The concept of death will be taken away. So that would mean like, there's going to have to be some different natural laws. Entropy is going to have to be erased from the equation. Yeah. Which I don't even know how that, how do you do that or whatever, but it seems like that's what it's talking about. Well, and that's, that's a part of what I struggle with, with the whole afterlife discussion is that it's, it's really hard to, to conceptualize that because that's, that's how everything in our reality kind of functions. There's very, I mean, I can't think of much of anything that doesn't deteriorate and then eventually collapse in some fashion. So the, the idea that one, the electrical or the spiritual, whatever you want to call it, continues on and not only continues on, but kind of transcends somewhere else or gets stored somewhere else or we know however you want to describe it. I have a hard time then conceptualizing the concept of, of, well, then that doesn't deteriorate anymore. It just, it stays consistent. I, mean, I feel like it then defies kind of all of the laws that you've decided work here. And it becomes something totally different. I think the 12, tr- uh, the 12 fruits on the tree in the kingdom have something to do with contingent immortality, meaning hmm. if it, entropy could still exist. However, there's something that sort of replenishes us uh, based on our proximity to whatever this tree and fruit is, because it could be anything. It's like a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so that's a good point. That's how I envision it. So even if we are immortal, it's like contingent on something. It's not like an innate feature. Kind of like a, to say it real simple, like a recharge station. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. But one fruit might might give us a thousand years or whatever. And you like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess with that then, do you do do you think time is even a thing? Yeah, as long as motion is a thing, time is a thing. Why? 
because time is motion. Without motion, you there would be no such thing as time. Why? So t- time is necessary uh, for vibration because when you have frequencies, if you didn't have time, frequency wouldn't make sense because there wouldn't be a way to measure it. Uh, so you need time as a sort of medium. Time seems to be almost like a physical property. That's why we call it space time. So motion, mm-hmm. like even like if you look at a clock, there's motion. There's how many how many beeps on a digital clock? It's how many beeps until the number changes. And on a traditional clock, it's how you know how long does it take the hands to move to a certain area. And if you want to look at the solar system like a giant calendar, the planets are orbiting, etc. So motion is required for time. Yeah, but could, wouldn't I mean? Couldn't you say that the clock doesn't really matter? I mean, get rid of every clock on the planet. Nothing really changes other than our ability to like perceive and function in a, I mean, in kind of a meaningful way. But like anything, I say I throw a a ball down a a million mile hill and then I destroy every clock that exists. I mean, does the Mm -hmm. ball stop rolling Or, or do we just have a hard time then perceiving the or quantitative like of quantifying its movement it doesn't stop moving it's just going to be kind of a struggle like we can't say how long it's been moving or perhaps how far it's been moving but it still moves yeah it still moves yeah time is in that regard time is an illusion but um in the physical sense time is not an illusion time is for our benefit because we're here to be rehabilitated yeah and you can't do that without time for sure. So it's just like a, a property that God had to create for us to change into something closer to him. Um, you know, we see it as time, but really it's just like an ingredient and a mixture to help us become more like him. That's I guess, what I think. How so in a meaningful way? Because to me, it's just it's just kind of a, it's a way of measuring. I mean, nothing, it is a way of measuring. nothing changes if time if we can no longer like quantify using time as a as a form of measurement i don't really see anything else changing other other than like organization the way things are organized would be a shit show because we wouldn't have a way of like of lining up but would you feel the same if we got rid of the concept of like length width or height no i think and i guess i'll say maybe because i haven't thought as much about that i've thought a lot more about time but i I think I think measuring in that sense, in a physical sense, I think changes a lot because it would change the way that we build buildings. We do plumbing like that would change a, a lot of things that have a direct impact with us. And and I, I get that time is very similar. But I guess if I looked at it like this, if if it was just me on a farm with my family and maybe others existed somewhere, but I don't know about them. So as far as I'm concerned, it's just us. As long as I'm able to measure in order to build and to farm and to, you know, keep us alive, time doesn't really fucking matter. Like, it would be nice to be able to quantify things in that in that sense, but it doesn't really matter. Whereas, like, if, I, if I'm not able to quantify with measurements, then I'm not going to be able to farm properly or, or keep our house maintained properly. But time, if I don't need to coordinate with others... It's, I feel like it's less important. So how many, how many passages in scripture talks about when the fruit is ripe? 
you can't measure ripeness without time. A good amount. Yeah. Which is one of the struggles I've had with the way that I look at time. Yeah. The Bible, I mean, the Bible and not just the Bible, other religions as well. Time seems to be a fundamental thing. I think that's why I've struggled with it is because I, I don't fail to see why it's important. I fully recognize why it's at least in, in, in a society, it's wildly important on a individualistic spiritual sense. I have a harder time really seeing why it matters as much as we as much as we say that it matters. So who says it? Well, like what? Yeah. What are your gripes? I'm curious. I just don't think it's necessary unless unless other parameters are present, like like societal parameters or needing to choreograph things with, with other humans who are independent agents. If because again, that, that's why, like in reality, that's the world we live in. So I think time is absolutely necessary. But if if time, if our concept of time were to disappear, nothing else about physical reality in and of itself changes until some uh, it until would make some time passes. Difficult. For sure, that's why I choreograph impossible to function, which I think is why mm-hmm. we have time. But without yeah, that, God made it for our benefit. He doesn't need time. He's timeless. Yeah. So that and I so that's then afterlife. Does time exist? Would it need to? Oh, I see. That's the question. Um, yeah, I get why we have it here. I have a small gripe with it here, but I have more of a gripe with it. Once this physical reality ceases to exist, unless we have similar functions like societal functions, does it need to be there? Does it exist? Yeah, I think it will always exist here, even when like the millennium is, I think when people say afterlife or heaven, it's not, it's very vague. I think we're always going to be physical, except when we're being stored on a hard drive. But after that, we're going to be physical just like we are now and time will exist and we'll have jobs. And um, I guess... I want other people to talk too, but like I have um, the jury theory, like we're going to be on some kind of jury and Hmm. you, you have to have time to deliberate. You have like all of these things that we're going to be doing require time when we're being stored. I don't think time matters because we're close to like, we're in Eden at that point. We're in paradise. It doesn't matter. We won't be able to perceive time there just like we can't when we sleep. But, just but it doesn't you mean time won't exist. Yeah, okay, there you go. Because just because you can't perceive it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Scott Scott said, our ability to measure and quantify phenomena reveals only a narrow slice of a far richer reality. Existence extends beyond the reach of our tools for empirical observation and measurement. Well said, yeah. bud. Well said. Uh, Graves, you can come in with your story if you're ready. And then, uh, if anybody else wants to come in, we can come in. Otherwise, uh, we'll start wrapping within the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, everyone do their thing real quick and then I can tell whenever you're off. I'm going to start. Yeah. You're no, I think you're good. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I was I was debating on how to start the story because it kind of ties into little things here and there, but mainly it, it 
it had it had to start or started with a dream about two weeks ago, and uh, I, I literally okay. So it's really it's 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 crazy because my my wife, she used to be wicked until she like met me. Then she was like, okay, you know what what's the big deal about you? Why are you, you know? I was like, I told her, I go, I might look like a punk rocker, metalhead guy. I go, but I you know I believe in God. I, at the time, I kind of didn't have my religious like thing figured out, like my Christian Catholic. I kind of bounced between both. And you know, over time, I was like, "All right, I think I'm gonna go with Christian." My older brother was praying for me, and you know, he was telling me, "He's like, hey, I've been praying for you. I hope you know you figure yourself out." Those same two weeks that I had that that I had that dream, he was really praying for me at church. And two weeks ago, I had I went to, I went to bed, and it's I never really remember my dreams very well. I have always have problems trying to remember them. Like if they're funny, I could barely remember the funny ones. But this one was just it scared the shit out of me. And I was okay. So basically, in the dream, I was I don't know what I was doing. I I, I saw my brother and his and uh, my sister in law, you know, in my house. I was like, "What are you guys doing here?" And I was like, "I was sitting here talking to my wife in the dream," and I turned. And I see her, poof, she's gone. I turn to my left, poof, poof, they're gone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm kind of like looking around my house, like, where's my cats? Where's my brother? Where's my Where's my wife? Where's my sister? Where's anything? I was like, they just disappeared. Let me walk outside. I walk outside and I look up and I can see like there's a huge battle. Something just going on. And I don't know if anyone's ever played World of Warcraft. <clears throat> there's yes. an expansion. Yeah, okay. Do you remember the expansion where uh, Sylvanas goes up into Ice uh, Ice Crown and she fights uh, the Lich King? Yeah. Not, not but well, I forget the guy who took over and how she Arthas. Broke, uh, no, not Arthas. The other guy after, the one who took over after. But she ripped the crown and how she ripped the the crown, uh, his uh, his mask in half and then that the both the world started combining together. That's how it looked. But as I looked up, I saw angels and demons sitting there fighting each other. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And I started saying that to myself. And I was like, oh, shit, I got left behind. Oh, fuck. And I'm saying this in my dream. <laughs> I It freaked me the fuck out. I, I, I remember I was out. It was, my, it was my day off. And I called my brother. And I, I remembered it. And I was driving around doing my errands. I called him. I was like, yo, I just had this dream. And I told him the exact dream. He goes, that's really crazy. He's like, because I've been praying hardcore for you for like the past several weeks for you to like, you know, I hope things figure out with you and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm legitimately freaked out. He's like, it's probably just, you know, God telling you, hey, you're almost here with me. Okay. Oh, I, I left something out of the dream. Um, As I was looking up, I can feel like I was starting to be pulled up. I was starting to be pulled up and I was like, okay, I'm going off with everyone else. But as soon as I looked up, I could just see something like, well. I felt like something grabbed my leg and ripped me back down. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I started like crying and I was panicking, like I said, more. And I remember dropping to my knees and I started praying. I was like, God, please, I don't want to be here. I want to be with you. I want to be with my family. Please get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to be here. I love you. Please take me. And I just started floating up again slowly. And I, that's when I woke up. I was like, oh, shit. And like, I kind of forgot about it until I was doing my errands. And that's when I called my brother. <laughs> so. A couple days after a Saturday, I was having to take my client because I do caregiving and I had to take him to an event for veterans and it's ran by his case manager. The case manager's husband is an old uh, 
Vietnam veteran, so he's like, you know, he's always about veterans and getting all kinds of people to come out and do like charitable events. And I remember, I was like, oh, they always have someone like come up and do, and they talked about a senator of Ohio coming, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I just saw this one guy standing there, and he was on the phone. I was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, oh, who are you? He's like, my, he's like, he's like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Jeremy. He's like, oh, I'm James, Pastor James. I was like. I'm kind of glad you, you, I just walked up to you. I want to talk to you as soon as you get the chance. It's like, all right, let me finish the phone call. Finish the phone call. Told him about the dream. He goes, I think God was telling you you're almost to him. You just need to keep praying. Keep doing your thing. Uh-huh. You're almost there. You're making your connections. Obviously, you know, and I told him about my wife. She used to be wicked and like how she started kind of like coming towards it. And then finally she's like, all right, I'm Christian. I don't want, I'm not, I want nothing to do with Wiccans and the witches and all that shit bad nothing no good bad juju i told her about the dream and then she was telling me about a tattoo she wanted to get she wanted to get a tattoo of a crow with roses and i go why i go i wonder if there's anything about that in the bible and it said something uh, i can't remember uh, maybe you might be able to says that god was uh, talking to someone and said you know the, the the crows and the and the and the ravens don't have a home or a barn or or something, but they always get they always have a home. They always find a home and they always end up getting fed. How much better do you do you suit yourself more better than the birds? I read that to my wife and she started crying, and I was like, "Well, wh- wh- why are you crying, sweetheart?" She goes, "Because I never thought anyone was there." And to, she this is how she interpreted. It. She goes, "But he's always been there taking care of me when I was homeless and all this stuff." I was like. Bam. There you go, sweetheart. I go, that was his way of talking to you and saying that he's always been there for you. I go, do you accept Jesus as your, your Lord and Savior? She's like, yes. I was like, all right. Literally a couple weeks later, that dream, then I meet the pastor, and then this following this past Wednesday, me and her both got baptized. And it, like, she, we've been trying to conceive and all this stuff, and it, like she's like she's like my reproductive organs are starting to work again you know i'm starting to have my daily flow i was like what the fuck wow all this weird shit has been happening to her and i go see sweetheart i go this dream that i had was telling us to go get baptized i think something is going to happen i don't know what it is i go but whenever i've made a prediction something has happened i'm not saying i'm a some psychic but it seems like whenever i said something i feel like something's gonna happen i've always listened to my gut and either it's something that bad has always happened or I've waited long enough to see what happened and there's always something good. Wow. So that's where everything has led up to us getting baptized on Wednesday and now I'm going to be going to church at this church on Sunday. Sorry, like I said, my dream is not that not, wasn't that like crazy, but it freaked me out enough to go, alright, I've got to get this shit done. Well, it's the string of events that's more crazy. The dream, I mean, the dream itself is kind of wild too, but I think it's it's more of the events that surround the dream that that make it pretty f- pretty freaking crazy. It is, especially for her, dude. I never thought she would be like, "All right, I'm 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 gonna officially be a Christian now." I was like, "Yeah, what?" Yeah, because like whenever we try to talk to her about it, and like especially my brother's wife, because like she's like really hardcore, like hardcore about it. And whenever my she would try to talk to my wife about it, she would just like, oh, okay, and like kind of like leave the the Facebook Messenger, or she didn't want to really hear it. Yeah. But as she started seeing what's going on in the world, and that sure, I go, hey, look, look, I and I do watch Tim Pool, so I've been watching him for almost a decade. I started showing him the stuff he's talked about, 
and I start showing them the, what's going on in these wars, mm-hmm. and then the stuff that's happen, happening in Hollywood, and all the stuff that's happening with just across the board. I go, take this with a grain of salt, do your own research. Yeah. I go, but this is what I've been seeing. That is where she's like, okay, this shit's really scary. I need to start, <laughs> you know. And there's more to her. I want her to tell her story, but if she'll if she'll let me tell. I'll tell it. But there's so much more. I just don't want to take any, any more time out. What, do you think she'd be down to to come on? Um, if she hears this video and, and she might be motivated to want to talk about it, if everyone else is willing to want to hear her story a little bit, I'm sure everybody would. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I will. I am very comfortable speaking for everybody. Yes. So <laughs> well, yeah, talk to her, see if she's down sometime, and then just yeah, let me know. I definitely will because man, her story is a little bit crazier than mine. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, and I mean, it's, I guess in the same boat, I'm not going to speak for cat and cat didn't come from Wicca or anything, but, but she's been around a lot of that style stuff. Uh, when I was young, I was around a lot of occult stuff, like real, real gross stuff. Uh, so I think maybe that would be something cool to maybe do for a Thursday to, uh, to go through all that. So maybe if we can, if we can arrange it properly, she can come kind of tell her story out. Cause I don't think I've really gone into depth with any of you guys on, on the occult stuff. I was around when I was younger and uh cat can go in more depth on kind of her. She was in some of the new agey type spiritual stuff, not so much herself, but she was around a lot of it. Um, sidekicks, tarot cards, the whole, the whole nine. So that would be cool. That would be cool. Maybe like conversion stories or something yeah, like that. I know, I know for her it was because her mother used to be satanic and, the really fucked up thing is her grandmother uh, was telling her stories, and I, she was telling me the stories that her her grandmother was telling her about her mom. Her mom told her 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 mother that she was going to sacrifice her and her sister to this occult for uh, I forgot what it was for Satan or some shit, and they Jesus. left the state. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what, dude?" This you're supposed. We were supposed to meet up, and this was supposed to happen. There's no coincidence. And like, you were not supposed to stay with your mom. Obviously, her mom passed away, and all that stuff. But, oh man, the stuff about her and her life, about her mom, it's it crazy. That's wild. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So get see if she's down, and if she's down, then uh, then we will we will schedule it so that on a Thursday. We can do like conversion stories and everybody just kind of tell their story, give people a chance to like ask questions or dig deeper or whatever. Anybody who does not want to disclose something, they definitely don't have to. You know, if somebody asks a question, you don't want to answer it. You definitely do not have to. But it, it uh, I think it'd be cool to, to go over some of that stuff because I, I know I know I just I know a lot of other people in the group who whether they they themselves were involved in other stuff, they have been around it. Uh, there's there's a wild number of people who have similar similar histories in in one fashion or another. So I think that'd be awesome. So so find out from her and then you know let us know. Oh, that, I'm definitely that'd there. be real I cool. I have a question for you though. So have you have you ever had anything like that in the past? And has anything similar to that happened since? What do you mean? Like dream wise, or or maybe maybe not a dream, but a a feeling, anything that's like gave you a similar something inside of you or was that like the first time that was my first dream of something like that okay interesting 
but the, like I said, whenever I've had anything that was kind of like that, it's always been like a gut feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's just like something was saying, "Hey, you don't. You're not supposed to be here. Get the fuck out." You and, your, and what was crazy? It's like, like I said, I grew up in punk rock, so you know the Christian, you know, lifestyle doesn't really match with the punk rock thing. Uh, so yeah. me and my best friend, we both believed in God, but we never really told each other. Or he always talked negative, and I would never say anything about it. And then it just kind of like after Waz, he, after he almost died like three or four times in his life, he kind of was like, yeah, I believe in God now. He's like, I, I carry my, my cross with me. I was like, dude, do you really? He's like, yeah. I was like, me too. He's like, no way. And then we just started. I, even, dude, we've been <laughs> friends since junior high. Oh, wow. And like I said, my the two closest people to me have gone through some shit. And for him to die three times in his life, it's just, it, I'm like, dude, you're not meant to go yet, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stories like that, man. It's it's wild shit, wild shit. And when when did you? Uh, I guess when was that for you? When you realized that you maybe when you first believed that there was something, and then when you narrowed it down to like, okay, Christianity makes the most sense. Over the years, over the years of yeah. like like I said, as a t- as as a little kid between my parents my, my father being christian my mother being catholic you know spanish spanish family so my father from texas my mother from mexico pulled back and forth just back and forth and ultimately it led me to going i don't believe in 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 a church i believe in a god but i don't have a specific picking and i was always like in in between battling between what i really wanted to pick like for a while i was really cringy and i was like yeah i'm gonna go believe in aries the god of war because war is badass and <laughs> i was cringy like that yeah, yeah. and then i was like and after a while of like a month of thinking like that i was like that's stupid why am i thinking like that you know yeah. but that's that's that was just me at the age of 16 trying to figure myself and as a, like i said i'm 35 now it's taken a good couple of years to put all this together yeah and say, you know what i figured this probably the best way because all he does is want to be be the good dad that you wanted yep that yep. one dad that you want that's what he wants to be it's very true it's very true interesting man very interesting uh any anything else anything else i'm glad i'm glad you told that though thank you for thank you for telling us mikhail says thank you as well that was good no though. problem that's good like stuff. I said, if, I, if i remember something else i'll, I'll tell it dude i've got a lot of stories from my life yeah, I mean that's that'd be great. That'd be great. And talk to your girl, and it, maybe that'll give you another opportunity too. When you, whenever she comes on, uh, I'm sure you'll think of other stuff, or it'll remind you of something else. Or I would love to hear it at some point too. And maybe that, whenever we do that episode, that'd be a good time. I'd be interested to kind of hear just you guys' relationship story. Where like you, because it, it, maybe I'm wrong, but you kind of figured out you were a Christian way before she did like a long time before is that right yeah it was it was kind of coming to terms and accepting it and like being able to come out and say that all right i'm christian i'm christian yeah but for her she was way after you right oh yeah way after me so that would be interesting to hear if she decides to come on that would be interesting to hear too is kind of like totally unrelated but people always ask about like i mean christians in general in the mainstream obviously this all of us here, not the case, but in, in mainstream Christianity, in a regular church or a regular Bible study, if if somebody heard that you as a pro, you know pronounced Christian were dating somebody who is not only not Christian but was Wiccan, you would be you would be totally like outcasted. 
And there, there's oh. a few people in this group who have similar stories. So it'd be interesting to kind of hear, like, if you guys went through any of that. But if you weren't really involved in the church, maybe not. But I, yeah, I guess just no. for you guys personally, like what that was like. No, but we did get a little bit of it from my brother, my sister-in-law. Okay. Like yeah. when I told her, she, she was like, is, is, is your wife uh, uh, a Christian? I was like, no, she's wicked. She's like, a Christian with a Wiccan? That doesn't make any sense. I was like, well, you know, you could change people. And that yeah. kind of like, she kind of shut up for a second. I was like, don't be like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's always kind of been my approach. If, if the Christian is not being pulled away and not being, you know, for lack of a better word, tainted or poisoned. Uh, and again, for lack of a better word, but tainted or poisoned, changed in the wrong direction, then I... Is it really that bad? I, don't, I mean, I don't know. You can have a debate about it. But yeah, I, the, the number of people I have talked to or have done like pastoral care with with married couples uh, through over the years where they have a story like that, where one of them was Christian and one of them was freaking not. And the other one eventually came because they whether it's a mixture of or it was a singular event, but they're around somebody who who has a very specific worldview and and the idea at least is that you live that worldview so then if you're living day-to-day -day life with another person they're either going to grow to kind of despise you because you should be living that out so heavily it should be that apparent or they're going to learn to or basically just fall into it they're gonna they're gonna see like you have something that i want or you have something that's like makes no sense to me and then eventually they seem to kind of fall into it as well. And they're like, oh, oh shit, this either makes sense or or they have some kind of experience and then fall into it from that. But yeah, Shannon just said, I'm the perfect example. My husband is Jewish and I'm Christian and they've gotten a lot of shit. And I'm not going to say anything else about their situation, but me and them have talked a lot. And yeah, they've gotten a lot of shit from from family, from other people. And, and their their case is hilarious to me and other Christians will call me a heretic as they always do but he's jewish yes you lack christ but literally everything else is virtually identical so so talking shit about a couple like that to me is just kind of silly yeah that i would be like that makes no sense to me guys it makes no sense i i get the aspect of like you know jesus is a fundamental part of christianity sure but but everything else is in line and would, would i rather see a couple of lukewarm Christians married who, who don't live it out. Don't it's not a part of their actual life. I'd rather see a Jew and a Christian who actually live it out and truly believe it. And it's reflected in their behavior and their actions. I'd rather see that 10 times out of 10 than a couple of lukewarm Christians who decide to get married and live happily ever after. There's more substance to their relationship, in my opinion. You think you would figure since you know Jesus did go and go around having like conversations and debates and correct me if I'm wrong, he would see that almost kind of like a, a perfect thing to see two two things that don't really get along with each other work perfectly, yeah. right? Yeah. Correct I me mean, if I'm wrong. A lot of the early church, man, was a there were a lot of Jews in the church who in no way had adopted the idea of Christ yet. And then a lot of them eventually did. And, and then I'm sure a lot of them also did not, but still stayed a functional, fundamental part of the church. There, There's nuance to it and there's a lot of intricacies to it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to it's just hard to talk shit about that. I just always found that really funny. 
We actually had a pastor refuse to marry us due to different religions. Yeah, I remember that, Shannon. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Did you guys watch the movie from movie night? Oh, yeah. No, Shannon was not there. Uh, all right. Well, any anybody else at 710, I got to get rolling here soon. So uh, last call. Last call. Last call. Anybody who's got anything. Graves, do you have anything else, man? Or are you uh, good for tonight? But talk to your wife. Uh I'm, I'm good for tonight, but I will fill my wife in tonight when okay. I talk to her. I'll let her know, and I'm pretty sure she would love to get a lot of this off her chest and tell her side of the story. Beautiful. Yeah, safe space, man. She's going to get nothing but good reactions here. And if she doesn't, I'll poison the Kool-Aid of whoever talks shit. <laughs> I got uh, you. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she, she would be very cheerful to do it. All right, cool. Yeah, talk to her then. That'd be, a, that'd be awesome. Uh, any anyone else then anybody else want to talk uh, any just literally anything else otherwise we're going to start wrapping up uh, while we wait while I wait uh, we let me see doo, doo, doo. okay so Sunday I'm sorry Saturday Saturday night Saturday night we are going to continue Messiah 2030 so if you come to discord and if you're watching this later or you are new and watching this, there's a link to Discord in the description of the video. There is also Gargar, I got you. Give me one second. There's also a link in the pin chat. Maybe there's not. It's in the description of the video. Join Discord. Also go to tattoothist.com and you can join Discord there. Super easy. Anyway, Sunday, Saturday night, Saturday night at 6 p.m. Central Time. Everybody will meet again in the movie night channel, which is under the streams and lives section. But Movie Night Channel, it is a stage. And we're just going to feature the movie again. So it's going to be part two of Messiah 2030. If you did not see the first part, Ghost, do they, is it super important that somebody watches part one before watching part two? No, I don't think there's an order. I mean, kind of, but not really. That's kind of what I figured. Is that, yeah, is it, would it be ideal that you watch part one first? I'm sure, yes but I don't think it's required. So if you didn't watch part one with us last week, uh, come anyways. And then I think in a couple of months, we'll probably run them again because it's a lot of information. It's super, it's super in depth. It's very detailed It's really freaking really good, really good, really well put together. So even if you missed part one, come and watch it. It's all on YouTube. So if you want to watch part one from now to Saturday, you know, go ahead. Messiah 2030, part one and part two. But we're going to stream part two to the Movie Night channel Saturday, 6 p.m. Uh, Sunday at 6 p.m. will be Bible study like normal. And then uh, I'll post a poll tonight for next Thursday. I feel like I'm forgetting something, though. Maybe we already had something planned. I don't know. I'll figure it out. So there will either be the poll or, or we'll do something that we've talked about already and run that think that is it for the most part uh gargar go ahead all right hello party people hey hey baby. Uh, hey daddy <laughs> um you know one, once again only a cult leader would feel comfortable speaking for the whole group <laughs> you the, know the one time uh, the one time yeah i know and uh, a few things i do want to put out number one we won't be able to make it saturday as it is my beautiful wife's birthday yeah yeah good uh, uh uh, another thing I want to shout out to um, is uh, Mr. Graves over there, actually. Um, you know, uh, I, I am the heathen in the group. I'm the one, I'm the lonely Jew. 
And um, when it when it comes to some of the things that you're facing, one thing I can say is that Hebrew is the only language in the world that doesn't have a word for coincidence. <laughs> True. I, I don't believe that anything from your dreams to your situation to all that. Um, granted, we, we walk on different spiritual roads, but we're all reaching the same destination. However, uh, I, I, I do believe that God might have been trying to reach you in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every, every everybody's spiritual walk is different, but, you know. As long as we stay on the same path and we really live our truths, we'll be just fine. Um, I appreciate that. No, no problem, man. It's it's one of the few things that um, I know that a lot of people, especially whenever they're new, when when they're new to Christianity, I know a lot of people, they say, oh, it's just crazy. Like, it's so coincidental or how this all worked out. It's like, no, because yeah. it wasn't a coincidence. I, I, did, I genuinely do believe that we all can get along and uh, just takes a little bit of time and understanding. But a lot of people don't are, are willing to understand, unfortunately. Those are the people that <sighs> will not be here, will not be with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. J- just like Shannon, just like you, you understand, Shannon and I have gotten a lot of uh, we've gotten a lot of pushback from uh, not even really friends, just been family. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, and that that's necess- that's not even the the worst part about that. But you know, hey, it's all good though. We're still here. We have procreated. <laughs> you know, all the good all the good stuff. <laughs> it's all that matters, man. It's all that matters. Exactly. We're, exactly. We're 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 happy. I think. Uh, <laughs> and so for that, uh, well, I hope everybody's had a pretty reasonable week, and I hope everybody. You know, just moves moves on and has a good week for the rest until next week. Yes, thanks, man. Not not a problem. That goes to everybody, uh, and to uh, Ghost. I appreciate you for also getting on today. That's really really inform. Like I don't know, it's it's nice to hear somebody else other than Joe talk. Thank God. Thank thanks, bro. God. No, no problem, man. And by the way, I appreciate the symbolism on your ball cap and your photo. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some out of me. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I'm also the other weirdo for that too. Yeah, you guys, I can't. Now that I have two of you, we need to do the uh, Freemason episode. So on a Yay! Thursday, on a Thursday that both of you can absolutely attend, no excuse. We need to do that. Yes. So maybe maybe I'll, I'll, I'll throw. I'll make sure let's, that he gets on. Yeah, we have we, 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 the staff group. The staff group. Let's talk about it there and try to get that scheduled. So okay. That would be really good. Okay. I'm sure uh, we could, a lot of people. I like mean, to that, hear that. there there are a lot of limitations to what. Oh, I know, uh, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Well, but we it's going to be like you, a five minute then, episode, bro. General, yeah, basically, general just, sense. General yeah, because at, at that point, it's just like I got a, I got a, I got a private call ghost to be like, hey man, how far is too far? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot we can talk about. Well, you guys yeah, pre, no, for sure. predefine this, so we'll yeah. we'll put you guys in a group together. Or you got you're adults. You guys get in a group chat together. Yeah. Just just the what, two of what? you and make an outline. And then once y'all well, are ready, we'll schedule it. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm just curious, Ghost. What uh, what state are you out of? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, right on, man. We're, I'm out of Virginia. I'm uh, Uluwa Lodge, seven forty one. Oh, nice. Nice. I am a uh, Norfolk AMAF number one. Oh wow, that's easy to remember. <laughs> oh yeah, no nah, man. Uh, it was built by the British in 1732. Oh, you got an OG lodge. 
Oh yeah, no nah, man, we got a we got a vault. We got artifacts from McCarthy, Nimitz, George Washington. The amount man, of historical that's... figures that are yeah, the amount of historical figures that have gone through my building is phenomenal. That's awesome. I want to. It's way that. cooler than my lodge, dude. <laughs> no nah, man, I feel like everybody's cool. Listen to this: the Freemason camaraderie. Oh yeah, no man, that's just, good just shit. Like a, that's good. Oh shit. yeah, no, Joe. Just like I told you the other night, man. Like, uh, you know, even as far as the Civil War in the state of Virginia, we were at least able to to wave a a temporary peace peace treaty and to be able to uh, hang out together and attend lodge together, even though we might have been shooting at each other earlier in the day or we're going to war first thing in the morning. Tonight we're brethren. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, I get it. I definitely get it. So you're gonna make me want. I don't. I know nothing. I I invited her over, but she was just like, "No, I don't want to join the Lady Mason." (laughs) WrestleMania, Mikel, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, you guys, you guys get in a private message at some point. Uh, decide what what you guys are willing or able allowed to go over and then we'll go over that May, but more, more we'll talk about it another time we'll talk about it another time i need to get yeah, off yeah, but, the, but that would be cool that would be cool uh moving you know moving what, on you, what you know what ghost do you have a real quick ghost do you have time for a private call after we get off of this or you just want to set something up later uh probably later i got some stuff i gotta do no i got you bud but i'll message you and yeah. then we can do, yeah, yeah. do I'll, that yeah yeah I'll message you. We'll get together for a call, and we'll see what, uh, as far as what. Well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. I we'll honestly don't even know what to cover, dude. So yeah, we'll talk. I don't. About I don't that. either. And I, I just uh, want to <laughs> know what Joe wants to talk about. Then the three of us get in a group, and then I'll leave okay. it. I'll leave it, so you guys can continue on. I'll I'll give you guys a, a rough outline, and then you guys can pick it apart. We'll talk about it, but this is not the place. So yeah. Let's, let's